This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the grains. Remember that the first break doesn't hold and that there will be a topping process when it happens. Funds will defend long positions. The change in these markets is likely more demand than supply driven. We expect that export sales will stay strong right into the November election. 61% of corn was rated good to excellent, up 1% from last week when the trade expected it would be 1% in the other direction. Nothing changed here in Iowa, but all the states around us where the corn was still alive benefited from cooler temperatures and more rain than we got. 8% of corn is harvested, which was less than expected. The corn harvested here was either as silage or earlies that went into bunkers for feed. The corn harvester grain will be mostly in October. Only 66% of corn in Iowa is mature, so the corn is not ready yet. Farmers are waiting for dry down for grain harvest. There's a lot of wind ahead in the forecast that I do not like given poor stock quality. 63% of soybeans were rated as good to excellent, same as last week. Only 59% nationwide and 66% of Iowa soybeans are dropping leaves, according to USDA. Everything where we live here is drop leaves, so I find that puzzling. My soybeans are now in the bin. 7% of Iowa soybeans were harvested and the combines were rolling. Here's what may be a big, big problem. All this cash that Donald J. Trump is giving farmers is not coming out of his campaign fund, but the CCC at USDA. The COVID aid had drained the CCC, which gets borrowing authority from the U.S. Treasury. It was planned that $30 billion in renewed CCC funding would be part of the new stopgap funding measure that was supposed to keep the government running to December 11th. With the RBG passing and war footing in the tumult to fill her Supreme Court seat, they're unlikely to agree on what day it is, putting anything and everything in doubt. Nancy Pelosi pulled the CCC funding out of the stopgap bill, wanting to negotiate it in the next tranche of COVID aid, which is also jammed up. Current COVID aid payments should not be impacted as far as I know. They drain the CCC and their $30 billion in borrowing authority from the Treasury needs refunding. This refunding is still in the Democrats' plan for the next tranche of COVID aid. They will designate much of that spending. There were funds for ethanol plants and the hog industry reimbursement for the cost of euthanasia. The CCC also has regular functions to perform, such as loans on sealed grain. Democrats call the CCC a political slush fund and will seek to gain more control over what it gets spent for. That is pretty much how Trump has used it. It is the funding source for where most ACH subsidy payments originated from. It was spending authority that was available that they did not specifically have to ask Congress for. Here is some good news. The White House reportedly dropped the plan that it was working on to reimburse the refineries that had SREs rejected by $300 million. That closes the back door after they close the front door. So the benefit of the SRE rejections don't get away. The insult to injury was that the White House was looking to get the funds for refinery reimbursement from the USDA CCC. He was going to dip into the slush fund again. That may have been the reason why Pelosi was shutting it off in the stopgap funding. Giving refineries money from the CCC went over like a lump of coal in the ag sector. Even Sonny Perdue said that the refinery reimbursement would not qualify under statute for something the CCC could fund. On the cow. 
Packers have the daily kill pig did about 120,000 head. No cash trade yet of note. The beef trade was finding some new buyers. Packer margins are such, still record for this time of year, but the beef product market is not directly impacting the cash cattle market. Packers have the financial ability to pay more. What they need is a reason. I don't see how Packers have killed enough cattle for feedlots to have gotten leverage yet. Live cattle futures are premium to cash. That is telling feedlots not to sell cattle this week and to hold show lists for better prices in October. I think that would be a mistake. That never works out like intended. We would be much better off if live cattle futures were trading discount to the cash market, telling feedlots to get wheels under them. Downside chart gaps in feeder cattle have been tested and are still open. The loggerheads in Washington over stopgap funding and the next COVID-19 aid tranche will impact the beef market. The stimulus checks supported food security and beef demand. That help has run out. Outside restaurant seating will be closed for the winter. The next significant progress toward normalcy may have to wait until next spring. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.